0: I'm going to read for you our text for today. It comes from 1 Peter, chapter 3, verses 8 to 18. Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, contrary repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. For those who desire life and desire to see good days, let them keep their tongues from evil and their lips from speaking deceit. Let them turn away from evil and do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to the prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be intimidated, but in your heart sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for that hope that is in you. Yet do it with a gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God, the word of the Lord. This series that we've been working through, how to love your neighbor in a divided world, we've been looking at, wait, I have to I have to love them? I don't I don't even want to live near them. How do I love those people around me and how do I have eyes to see them? How do I have compassion? How do I how do I turn my heart over to love? And I love that this text deals with something that we all struggle with, which is if I try to love, I might get hurt. And that keeps a lot of us from trying. Because what if what if I make myself open? What if I make myself vulnerable? and it all falls apart. And so we, we all have different ways in which we've learned how to run from actually loving, learned how to run away from having a tender heart through life. And so I want to look at some of the different ways that we do that today. And uh, I thought maybe illustrations are helpful. So I've got a box of dominoes here. Um, you might feel in life, a lot of anxiety, like I do, of placing dominoes on a table that's not quite sturdy, that might fall over at any moment, because most of the life of a domino is not falling down, it might be sitting, seated in a box, it might, maybe it's sitting upright for a little while, but there's an anxiety when you see it just laying there on a table, because you know what can happen, right? You know it can fall down. And most of our lives are lived where we are imagining all of the worst possible scenarios, what can go wrong, what threats exist out there. And it's part of how uh, humans are special in this world. Uh, we have great imaginations for nightmares. It's also kind of scary. But you think about like, you know, what, what a bird might be concerned with during the day. Uh, They were not creating a space agency to launch a satellite into an asteroid to prove, yes, we can hit an asteroid. And if there's one on a collision course with us, we think we can handle that. You know, it takes a special kind of thoughtfulness to think about every possible doomsday scenario, but we're always a little bit worried that the table might just knock us all down. Now, people are sad. They fell down. They were doing so good. But like we live our lives thinking, like I'm going to hold myself up and I'm never going to fall down. And then we act really scared because we're all anxious about when that moment is where it's going to actually happen. I'm living my life like I'm never going to fall down, but I know there, it could happen. And then when that moment comes, you have to deal with the pain of falling down. And, and did, I, did I build myself well enough? Like, did I do something wrong? Why am I going through pain? And we struggle with it. And like, well, how do I keep myself from falling down again? And so we have different strategies, right? We, we might be like, okay, I, you know what? I was too close to somebody. And, um, you know, when, when they fall, then I fall. So maybe next time that I build, I want to leave the situation. I don't want to be anywhere near these people, right? So you might be the middle domino, and say, I'm going away so that if other people fall, I'm not going to fall. And for a lot of us, this is our strategy. I'm not going to get hurt because I'm going to run away. (laughs) You're not going to catch me. I'm going to figure out how to build somewhere else so nobody can hurt me again, right? And so for some of us, maybe you've had um, unhealthy family units, maybe you've had an unhealthy work relationship, maybe you've had unhealthy churches. You're just like, okay, I've got to get out of the situation. And do hear me. There are some situations, yes, you should get out of. There are some situations where people seek to harm you, not just where it happens to happen, where people are actively preying on people, where people are actively trying to hurt you. Yes, get out of that. But the hard thing is, it doesn't matter where you go in the world, you're going to find a new tribe of people who are going to fall down and knock you down with them. And so when we try to run away, the challenge is is we don't know where to go to. Because everywhere we get placed, there's going to be more dominoes around us. And when they get hit, it might hit you too. But we really try this. And you might be the person, you like, I've bounced around. I've gone, um, you know, every time I have a bad supervisor relationship at work, I go to the next job, I go to the next job, and I'm really hoping I find the perfect supervisor, right? And maybe, maybe they don't exist, maybe they do. But you just keep trying. And I think that's a lot of our strategies. It's just, maybe I'll find the perfect scenario where I'll never get hurt again. But inevitably, over time, we get hurt again. It's just... We're humans. And you might be the one that hurts somebody else. But, you know, when you stand up, chances are at some point you're going to fall. And so for many of us, it can be tiring. You just keep running to the next spot, running to the next spot. And this is easier when you're the one running. It's harder when you notice someone in your life has ran away from you. That Someone you cared for, that you you enjoyed conversations, you enjoyed that friendship, and then one day you're just like, where did you go? Like, why'd you stop talking? What what happened? And you know today's slang, you just say they ghosted you. It's like I, I, they don't respond. What what happened? We were so close. We we had this great conversations. We had this great friendship, and then we had this great relationship, and it just it's gone. When you're the one who left, you know the reasons, but it's even more painful when someone leaves you, and you just are left there wondering what happened. But what's hard is, even if you leave, those pains are still going to happen, right? Like You can leave and the same people falling down are going to keep falling down. It doesn't actually fix anything. Like, we're still going to keep feeling pain, we're still going to have problems. If we just run from it, it doesn't actually change it. We just might run to a new problem. And so it doesn't really change us if we just keep running. But some of us try a different strategy, Maybe you didn't run away from, from something. Maybe you tried something else. Instead of going and finding another place to stand up, you just laid down. You just hardened your heart. Said, you know, I can't stand up again because I'm just going to get knocked down. And so you're like, I'm not going to let anybody else knock me down because it's, it's too painful. I can't go through it anymore. So what if I just close off and nobody can hurt me. And this is an easy temptation, and this is something that I think all of us have done at some point in our lives, to different degrees, to different extents. But when you keep getting hurt, you just say, I can't go through this anymore, so I'm not going to feel it anymore. The challenge is, is, when we close ourselves off to negative things, we also close ourselves off to the positive emotions in life, too. Say, you can't hurt me, but I also can't feel the joy of life anymore. Say, well, I'm not going to feel despair, but I'm not going to feel hope either. I'm not going to feel hate, but I'm not going to feel love either. And so when we just lay on the mats and we don't try to stand up again, it doesn't fix anything. It just prevents us from living all that we were created to be. And this is a very tough place to be. It's hard to trust to get up off of that mat again. I know for me, uh, I had a lot of trauma in my childhood, and and there was a season in which you're processing all that, and it was much easier just to turn everything off. Because when you don't have control over a lot of stuff around you, you're like, what can I control? I can control, you can't hurt me anymore. But it's not a fun place to be. Because we were made to be more than just survivors. We weren't meant to just kind of huddle up and hold on. We were meant to thrive, and... And thriving means taking the risk that you might get hurt again, but you might actually live again. And so, some of us we we hide, we run away. Some of us we lay down. And uh, not, neither of those really fix the problem. And so, well, you know, what do you do? How do you get away from all the struggles of the world and? How do we keep ourselves from multiplying them? You, know, you make a little Y and you start affecting more people. You know, As you hit two streams, four streams, eight streams, you start multiplying your pain and your anger and you start hurting more people. And you're like, how do we get out of this pain? And I appreciate that Peter, when he's writing this story, is being very real with his audience. He's saying, hey, I get it. You are going through persecution. You're going through pain. Like, How do you live in the midst of being hurt? And when he tells them, be of one spirit, I always love that language because being of one spirit doesn't mean you have to have the exact same uh, policy opinions. You don't have to have the exact same opinions on, on everything in life. But like, do you have the same spirit about you? Do you have sympathy? Do you love one another? Do you have a tender heart, a humble mind? That willingness to know that you might not have all of the answers. You might be willing to be open to loving people around you. And that openness is hard to hold on to when you keep getting hurt. You keep getting hurt. And so, how on earth do you keep a tender heart in a world that keeps toppling you down? And I love that Peter gives a couple answers there. One of the things he says is, if you do good to those around you, maybe then people won't try to hurt you. You know, if like, if, you, if you're the one hurting people, oh, of course you're going to get hurt back. But you might try, if you just bless people, if you bless other people, are people going to still treat you that same way? Are they going to treat you badly? And there's a part of us that really wants that answer to be, yes, they're going to treat us well, and it'll all go away. But he goes, okay, but when they still treat you badly, what is it to have a tender heart, even when you're still going to be hurt, loving, and Blessing. And so he talks about blessings in a couple ways. What he says is, you were made to inherit a blessing, which is important for our self-talk because when you are lying on the mat, you don't feel like you're made for much. When you've been knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, you feel like you're worthless, like you're not of any value. But he tells us, you were made to inherit a blessing. You are a child of God. You are worth something. Even if the people around you don't recognize your worth, God recognizes your worth. God has a blessing for you. But it's not just about your blessing. He says you're meant to give blessings to those around you. Because I think some of us would like to just stay there like, okay, can I just, uh, I want my blessing, but I want to stand in the corner. But how do you learn to bless other people around you even when sometimes you get hurt? So one of the images I liked to imagine um, is you can imagine people falling down, but falling in one direction. kind of helps to think about spatially something here. Um, maybe if you think, if it's going away from me, the dominoes are designed to, like, going towards harm, towards hate, towards despair. But if you were to go the other direction, you're going towards love, towards hope, towards kindness, towards God. And it's like everyone's pushing this direction. Everything's pushing towards hate and anger. But how do you push towards blessing in life? How do you push towards hope in life instead of what everyone else is doing? There's a cool little trick with dominoes. You get a little piece of tape. You can tape two dominoes together. Uh, You bond them together, and you can set them up So when you topple, when you topple, they topple the opposite direction. That's if I can put things on the table correctly. Um, Let me try you here again. I forgot to mention something which is now appropriate to mention. In life, there's another reason that we despair. And I'm grateful for this moment. Because some of us, we actually never chose to give up. We never chose to hate, to run away, to stay on the floor. But if you've ever done dominoes or built things with little kids, or with a cat in the room, or some dogs, and every time you tried to build, somebody else just kept toppling it all down. And you're like, I just want to build this right. And every time you get it going, they just knock it all over. And they knock it over and they knock it over. And at some point you go through compassion fatigue, which is you've spent all of your life trying to pull, push into other people and bless people, and they keep falling on their face and they keep knocking you down with them. And you just say, I can't love anymore. I can't keep building with you. I just, I've run out of space. And that's like the tricky. Way into no no longer loving in your life. Because it's it's more obvious when you've laid down, it's more obvious when you've ran away, but you might find like, I've been trying to help people for 10 years and then suddenly you just lost that capacity. You're like, I can't care anymore. Like, what happened to me? Like, why am I no longer passionate? Why can I no longer serve? And it's because all of that space has just overflowed and you've absorbed their trauma and their pain and their chaos and then you just have no room left. So you stop building with them. And so we stop being tenderhearted. We stop trying because it kept messing up. And we just give up. Now, see if it works. Hey. But you wouldn't think the dominoes could go 180 degree directional change. You know, it's going this way and then suddenly it goes the opposite way. And like, how can we be those people in life? People that every time you get knocked over, instead of continuing that harm, continuing that pain you find a way to go 180 degrees and send people towards blessing. Maybe I can knock you off of your path towards hope and life, and it might shake your world a little bit. But instead of shaking you towards hating people more, I can shake you towards loving people and reevaluating life. And the real difference between these falls is choosing to connect to somebody. Do you choose to love? Do you choose to bond yourself? even when it's not easy, you're like, oh no, I'm bonded to them. If they fall down, I'm going to fall down. But choosing that, okay, if I'm going to fall down, I'm going to fall down well. Because we're all possibly going to fall down. It's just going to happen. But if I fall down, I want to fall down for God. And I love that Peter has this advice of, okay, we were hopeful that maybe if we lived rightly, maybe if we blessed people, maybe we wouldn't get harmed anymore. But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. It's hard to feel that way, right? When you're in the midst of suffering, in the midst of pain, you're like, God, I've been trying to live faithfully. Why am I experiencing this pain? I don't know how many people just say, oh, I'm so blessed right now. Without it being sarcastic. You know, like, well, I feel like I should say that I'm blessed, but I sure don't feel it right now. And that's where like Jesus is beatitudes his great blessings that he pronounced blessed are the poor or the poor in spirit if you want to be matthew or luke's version of that text blessed are those who hunger and thirst like man i don't feel blessed when i'm hungry blessed are you when you suffer for doing what is right says don't fear what they fear do not be intimidated but in your heart sanctify christ as lord be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for that hope that is in you. That's such a powerful line that you can just really read past. But in the midst of a world that keeps tumbling over, someone might say, Why are you different? You fell differently. What is going on here? And that is a beautiful opportunity to say, What is going on? Some of us, we might shy away from it and say, Well, you know, I've just always been this way. Uh, I don't know. I- I'm just happy today. But when you are asked, how did you respond so differently? Someone is hungry for an answer because they've fallen down, because they've hurt. And they want to know, how do I get out of the cycle? Instead of just trying to be, I don't know, like the humility brag of just being like, oh, I don't know. I don't know why I fell differently. Say, you know what? I would have fallen a different way. But here's how God tells me to be. Here's what I strive to live with God like. That when I'm with God, I'm not going to bring harm to those who harm me, but I'm going to bless them. And that's not easy. I don't always want to do it. But I'm going to trust that there's a blessing in living life this way. And you can too. And it says in the text, don't do this like you're so proud of yourself. Oh, I'm so great. Isn't it wonderful I felt a different way? Do it with a gentleness and reverence. Hey, I know I can still fall in wrong ways. But with God's blessing, here's how I survived this fall. And here's how I'm going to cling to God because the next time I hurt, I want to fall well again. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. It's better to suffer for doing good if suffering be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. We're all going to suffer. It's more of the question of how do we want to suffer. We can't run from it. We can't hide from it. It's coming for us in one way or the other. But the story is not ultimately about suffering. It is about life through suffering. Because the text goes on to say, for Christ also suffered for sins once for all. The beauty of our faith is not that we don't ever feel suffering, but that there's always an Easter Sunday past Good Friday. That there are scars to be shown, but scars on a resurrected Jesus to show. And the beauty of our faith is that you don't have to act like you're, you're strange or, or I've got to hide from people because I'm going through something bad. We know that this is a journey with ups and downs, you don't have to hide when things aren't going your way in life, but we are called to live with that Easter hope that, that there's hope possible, that there's life possible after death. And so no matter what you're going through today, no matter if it's um, verbal, physical, spiritual, whatever struggles that you're wrestling with, what I want you to imagine is, what is it to fall well? When I get knocked down, how do I get knocked down towards God and not running away from God? How do I fall down at Jesus' feet instead of running away? How do I not be like Jonah and running the opposite direction, but I want to run to God today when I get into this, this painful point? And The beauty of our faith is that we follow a God that did not run from pain, but embraced it out of free will, out of choice. If you could write any story, like if you were to play God yourself, anybody want to play God and play a story where you're going to get crucified? That sounds like the worst. <laughs> I would not choose that story for myself. If I could write any story in the world, I am not writing the story that I get crucified. But from our vantage point, from a people who know what it's like to be shamed, who know what it's like to feel sickness and illness, who know what it's like to feel pain, being ostracized, being told that you're less than. What a beautiful thing that God does not join in on the mockery, that God does not throw lightning bolts at people, that God does not just want to shout insults at us, but that God says, I will take on that pain myself. I'm with you in that. You're not alone. I know what it's like to go through this with you. And that we can be thieves on the cross and choose to ridicule God in those moments, or we can choose to to cling to God. And that we have a Savior who says, hey, today you'll be with me in paradise. Everyone else is mocking you. Everyone else is shaming you. But we're together in this. And so, when I think about how do I love my neighbor? I think about, we have to be the courageous, daring people who say, I will stand up again. I will not give up. I will keep trying to be lifted up the way that God sees me, lifted up the way that God intended us to be, knowing that I might feel pain, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to love my neighbor, the one who might insult me, who might think that I'm the worst possible person in the world, who might believe misinformation about me, who might, whatever it is. But I'm going to try to bond myself and love to the people around me. And maybe, just maybe, even if I fall, I might bless somebody in the midst of it. I might bless someone. They might see God even in my most painful moments. When everyone expects to see your worst, they might see your best in those things. And maybe, just maybe, in that pain, someone might say, how on earth do you do that? You might have the humility and the courage to talk about who God is. To talk about a, a risen Savior who goes through pain to life and brings us with Him. And so might we all turn our eyes to Jesus in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the division, and choose to love, even when the world doesn't always love us. Choose to humble ourselves, even when the world might just continue to jump in on the mockery. Might choose to walk the path God has in front of us, whether it be through suffering or not. Say, yes, God, I'm following you in that next step. So my hope for you is is that you will choose to find those people in your life around you that maybe it's hard to love right now, and you'll find a way that you can love, show hope, show God's possibility in those relationships, in those workplaces, in those neighborhoods. Because if we want to change the world, be about God's kingdom that comes down from on high to be here right now, We have to be willing to love like God loves, with a vulnerability and a courage and a hope of what might be possible. So would you rest with me in that that hope as we pray? Lord God, we confess that there have been times where we have strayed from loving you, strayed from loving each other, where we've ran and hid, where we've not wanted to get up in the morning. Lord, I I pray that you might give us a hope, that you might give us a courage, you might give us a trust to live after you. Lord, for those in the room, those worshiping with us who have been trying to pour into others and who feel burnt out, who feel empty like they have no more to give. Lord, I pray that we might feel that That overflowing of your spirit that just fills us and pours out into the world around us, that we might be recharged, re energized to love again, to care again, to hope again, to seek after you. Lord, I pray for those in our lives who've left us behind, for those who've hardened their hearts from us, who've stopped trying. Lord, reunite Your children. Reunite Your people. Help us to become the kingdom that You've called us into being. Lord, we need You. We love You. We need Your hope. It's in Your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.